explore Wishing Others Well and four other poems. This is Lama Jikme Gyatso of the Buddha Joy Meditation School. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Come, let us play devil's advocate and just pretend that Newtonian physics were wrong. Let's just pretend there, were, there was no interdependence or cause and effect, that lines of dominoes do not knock into one another in great clacking chain reactions, so pleasing to the ears. Let's just pretend that intending the well-being of others does not affect others. Okay, we can play with that. Even if that was the case, then practicing kindness meditation would still benefit us as the individuals who practice it. But how? How could it do that? Simple. By wishing others well, we are strengthening our neural pathways of our midbrain, replete with anterior gyrate and its firmament of mirror neurons, thus increasing the potentiality and probability of our empathy and our cooperation, and as such, helping us to be more of the people that our dogs already think we are. If we eat the food that evolution did not select for us to eat, we will soon be saddled with the body that evolution did not select for us to possess. May our cuisine be clean and compassionate, or in other words, whole food vegan. Third poem, The Roll of the Beat Puppy. When I was a child, abused and frightened and rather angry, I learned that if I played the role of the beat puppy, really leaning into those tendencies already present, I could manipulate some authority figures into being less cruel some of the time. I was not the only child who learned this lesson, and I was not the only child who needed to unlearn it as well. Could this be why many of us as adults seem to act as if we only had two modes, cowardice and hubris? Ask a parent and they will tell you that children are born into their selfish brainstems, but have to develop into the empathetic and cooperative midbrains, and some never do. The desire to manipulate others, to provide for ourselves, no less protect ourselves, is undoubtedly infantile, and it can work to a certain degree in the short term, but it is most certainly 
not sustainable, just as it is unseemly to soil ourselves as adults, it is likewise no longer appropriate to strive to manipulate others to protect our vulnerabilities or meet our needs, no less our desires. The path to maturity spans from the fear and competition of the brainstem to the empathy and cooperation of the midbrain. According to this metric, the most mature of us are sometimes called sage or Buddha or mensch. The latter is especially true if you, like me, are no stranger to a bagel. Do you want to become a happy, well-adjusted adult? Then forsake the means of manipulating others to protect yourself, no less receive what you desire. We must exercise the honesty and courage to simply request what we desire. And we must also cultivate the wisdom of release that is surrendered to the idea that you can't always get what you want. Just as Jagger and the Stones sang about in the song of the same name. Our fourth poem is Forcing Ourselves Not to Focus. Ignore the pain, he counseled. Simply concentrate upon the life lesson, he advised. Forcing ourselves not to focus on pain, boiling and seething undermines our mindfulness. Far better it is to notice the pain and harmony with each inhalation, and to explore its non-graspable nature with each exhalation. Noticing it as we breathe in, relaxing as we breathe out, and before we know it, we will have real... And, <laughs> take two. And before we know it, we will have released it. This is the path of the two truths of mindfulness and insight. This brings us to our fifth and final poem of the set. In every human endeavor, be it spiritual or be it secular, the majority tend towards fundamentalism, rigid, aggressive, frightened, and authoritarian, <laughs> this is a tough word, and authoritarianistic. But that is not what the Buddha endorsed. Where the liberals take truth as a source of authority, fundamentalists take authority as a source of truth. Sometimes uttering, it is true because I said so. Or a subtly more indirect, it is true because he said so. The proof of the pudding is not in the recommendations of others. The proof of the pudding is in the tasting. What if the test of any philosophy or any technique was simply the effects generated in one's body and mind after a week or two of practicing it every morning and every evening? 
4. If a philosophy or a technique be well practiced, yet remain impotent to liberate us from the tyranny of our rage or terror or despair, then what good is it? The Buddha's life story, be it literal or merely allegoric, demonstrates the seeker's journey from authoritarianism to experimentalism, from blindly trusting teachers to rigorously testing the instructions in the laboratory of our bodies and our minds. Come, let us follow the example of the Buddha. My friends, if you have found any value in this podcast, I invite you to support this channel by using the link in the description area below. If you cannot do this at this time, then simply like this podcast and write a comment, as that could really help with the algorithm.